Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. podcast brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay, here with Espo and Gerald today. Gentlemen, how you doing? This is the podcast where we love each and every one of our sponsors. So. <laughs> we do. We love them dearly. Uh, Gerald, how are you doing? Doing great. I love that we got the uh, the post-game music going for this show. We're, we're feeling good because we have a win to report, possibly. I mean, it's basically a VIP lounge every day that you're a Suns fan these mm-hmm. days. And uh, that win that Gerald was talking about, Chris Paul might be back sooner than we all expected. And uh, it's some pretty exciting news. So let me read you this little uh, nugget of information from the athletic Sam Amick. They said some sources close to the situation wouldn't even rule out a Paul return for Wednesday's game at Minnesota. But these coming days will be key in determining the exact timing of it all. Paul has ramped up his activity as of late and was seen conducting a rigorous workout before the game against the Kings. His conditioning, it seems, is a significant factor in terms of internal calculus uh, here. Now it's just a matter of picking the best reintegration plan. I feel like he's like, I better come back while the game still has some meaning, (laughs) and we could wrap up the one seed on Wednesday. So Wednesday sounds good. (laughs) Let's do this. Yeah, I'm very surprised by this news, but just a little bit of background. So obviously I wasn't in Sacramento to witness this pregame workout that was being reported on. But um, the day before they went to Sacramento, the Suns had practice and it was just me and Kellen because I think Dwayne was on a plane to Sacramento at that time. But we were waiting out in the lobby for a good 45 minutes um, while we saw, you know, Devin Booker drive out, campaign drive out. And we still heard guys scrimmaging, getting up and down. For them to keep us out there that long, like some days they'll make us wait, but usually they'll make us wait inside so we can at least watch the tail end of practice. So our theory was that Chris Paul was getting some guys to get up and down, get some scrimmage again of some sort, even if it's just three on three. Um, and so that's what we were imagining. We came in, we asked Monty, you know, was today a good gate, a good day to like get guys back in the rhythm at all? And he he didn't take the bait. He didn't take the bait again in pregame when we asked about the the pregame workout, but it does seem like they are, you know, it's the cat's out of the bag now that he is 
very much gearing up towards a return sometime soon. So we have secret workout, which isn't really secret. You right. guys knew what was going right. on. <laughs> and then we have very public workout that yes. even made it onto the Suns broadcast. Mm -hmm. And as Lindsay and I can attest, nothing goes on that broadcast without basketball operations approving it to go on right. on that broadcast. So it feels like we've got a dress rehearsal uh, going on right now mm -hmm. prior to it. So Wednesday, I guess, wouldn't be that shocking <laughs> now that you put the pieces together. I would think that they'd want to bring him back in a home game, but they don't have very many of those left. So. Yeah, I, I, and it kind of calls to mind when we talked to Dr. Raj a few weeks ago about this. He was saying, you know, keep an eye on when he's shooting again. Keep an eye on when he's dribbling again, because that means that he's getting closer and that there's, you know, he's there's either not pain or it's healed or it's healing to the point where he can play again. And, you know, he started getting up shots in front of us, um, I think, last week or the week before. So it does seem like he's gearing up for a return here soon. I don't know. Like Wednesday seems so soon, given the timeline that we were given. Because it's, what, been five weeks now? Are we at the five-week mark? I think so. And it was originally six to eight, which is, you know, it, it, I think eight was going to push it right up against the start of the playoffs. So, you know, we're we're... This is really positive, obviously, um, as long as he is not rushing back because we know Chris mm -hmm. has the tendency to want to play through things. Um, but if the medical team is giving him clearance, and Monty said himself, he would never try to play through something that he could make worse, especially if you look at the standings. Suns are up nine games on the next closest team. Like They don't need him back, but they do want to get a little bit of a rhythm before the playoffs start. Yeah. Magic numbers too. Yeah, so <laughs> they're good. They're, Keep that in mind. And even without that, though, they've been able to play exceptionally well without Chris Paul here. Right. And it's not like they're literally nothing is on the line mm -hmm. except for their health. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you do something that could potentially harm someone's health down the road where there is a lot on the line. Like there's there's zero point to that. There's no there's no positive to doing that. Now I'm not saying that I think Chris Paul would push it too soon. Mm -hmm. I would think that he would be like, big picture here. There's nothing on the line. We've pretty much locked up everything we want to lock up, or we can lock it up without me. Let's just wait this out a little bit longer to make sure that we're 100 percent okay. Yeah, it concerns me because if Chris comes back, I highly doubt he shuts it down again. Mm -hmm. uh, he'll play probably parts of the rest of the games, I'd assume, mm -hmm. because it, because that's just his mentality. So I was kind of hoping they could wait a little bit longer mm -hmm. just because of that fact to make sure nothing else happens. Uh, Robert in the chat brings up a great point, though. He says, bring him back against not Patrick Beverly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which obviously Minnesota is on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Patrick Be Beverly plays for the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. That's that's scary. But you could also argue the Timberwolves might be the toughest competition left on the schedule uh, with something to play for. Yeah, I mean, they've been playing really well. I think they've won nine of their last 10 or something like that. Carl um, Anthony Towns been on a tear. He had that 60 point game last week and they played the Suns tough both times this year. You know, they lost both those games, but they were competitive games that came down to the wire both times. Um, so, you know, that's a good team. I I have two theories on why Chris Paul is is coming back so soon. Number one, I think last year's playoffs and just kind of the fragility of it all. Like this is a guy who's had multiple playoff injuries, but this is the closest he's ever been to a championship. I think the randomness of like entering health and safety protocols, the randomness of that shoulder sting, 
I think those have stuck with him. So I think this is a situation where he's like, if I can play, I'm going to play. And the other thing is like this team, the way that they approach games, they literally take it game by game. And it's the great thing about them and also kind of the tough thing when you're in a situation when you're so far ahead of the rest of the pack. Like they want to get that franchise record of, of 62 wins. They want to hit 60 wins. They want to lock up the number one seed as soon as they can. And they want to develop that rhythm before the playoffs because they've talked a lot about, you know, championship teams. JaVale McGee said it on the teams I've been on. Like we use these 14, 15 games to gear up for that and yeah. and push towards our best basketball. You know, this is not a team that's going to approach it like, well, we're just going to basically take the last two weeks of the season off because we've got it wrapped up. They're always playing for something. They're always trying to improve. Well, and there's there's history even within this organization to prove why you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. The best Suns team record-wise of all time, the 92-93 team, took basically you know, a handful of games off at the end and, and kind of shut it down and then did a mini kind of two-day training camp right before the Lakers series to try to to try to gear it up in that first round. They they went down 2-0 in that series back when it was a five-game series. So there is pro it is problematic to completely shut it down and expect you can flip a switch. So I get it from that standpoint. But you bring up 60 wins, you bring up the one seed. Mm -hmm. That's literally, literally <laughs> two games away from 60 wins. Yeah. Uh, two wins or a win and a loss uh, with mm -hmm. with the Grizzlies uh, away from from that first. It's insane how much they've already accomplished mm -hmm. and will be able to well ahead of those final uh, you know final games as well. They're yeah, I mean it's. I feel like it's pretty much a lock at this point <laughs> in it, my book anyway. In it's my opinion. shock on wood. <laughs> it should be. They do have a little bit. I don't. Want, I mean, they do have a tougher schedule down the stretch than. You would think because I think they've still got Nuggets, they've got Timberwolves, they've got Jazz. I still think that the Suns can beat them even without Chris Paul. Even they despite can. all of the injuries and everything, I still think they can beat them. They can. I, I think the injuries have definitely stacked up more recently with Cam Johnson. That That's hurt. Um, Jay Crowder going down. We still don't have an update on him because they didn't practice today. Campaign out with illness. Campaign out with a non-COVID illness. Like These things uh, have just kind of stacked up. So I'm hoping that that is not playing a factor here with Chris's, you know, pushing towards possibly as soon as Wednesday. That still sounds crazy to me. But you bring up the the teams that are left on the schedule, and if mm -hmm. you're looking for a good tune-up for the playoffs, mm -hmm. you've got great teams right. to tune up against, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to be able to play high-caliber competition that still is playing for playoff positioning and seating, you know, and, and so you can keep sharp. So mm -hmm. bright side, hopefully they won't play Mikhail 48, 50 God, minutes. 50 minutes again. You know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they won't overtax these yeah. guys, but it could get them ready for the run. Well, I guess we'll find out. We will. And I, I do think it's worth noting that the last few weeks have been all about experimenting, putting guys in different roles. I think now they're wanting to shift and turn the page to like, okay, it's time to put guys back in the roles they'll be in in the playoffs. We need to get that kind of rhythm going. I think that's probably part of this. Um, but, you know, before we close the chapter, make sure you go to P go PHNX and check out. I did part one today. Part two is coming tomorrow of what we've seen from the Suns without Chris Paul, because now that he's coming back, it, it seems like we should 
take a minute, like what has changed without him and what could we see from some of these guys in the playoffs when he returns? So time to put Elf back on the shelf is what you're saying? Lord, help us. Yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we gave you an update on what we are hearing as far as Chris Paul's situation goes. We'll make sure to keep you updated throughout the week as Gerald gets more information from practice and we get more information from games and whatnot. So uh, keep it right here. Go phnx.com or on Twitter, uh, phnx underscore signs. Mm -hmm. Next up on the program, we have some really fun stuff for you guys. We had a special guest come join us in the studio a little bit earlier today. Espo and I got to hang out with our good buddy, John Bloom, Suns radio broadcaster. So here's that interview. Bloomer, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you being here. How have you been? I have been great, Lindsay. It is great to be here with two of my favorite people in the industry here in Phoenix. I feel like it's been a long time that I've laid eyes on you guys in person. <laughs> I have been watching the show, though. I'm a big fan of PHNX and what you guys have put together. Uh, I know, you know, congratulations happened a long time ago. Now it's a grind, and I get it. And I appreciate that grind, as what, you know. What are we, four years into this now, Lindsay? It feels four? like it, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's only six months? All right. Who would have thought? Who thought? <laughs> Bloom, I want to get your thoughts, just kind of an overall big picture on this Suns team and what they've been able to accomplish so far this season. I mean, I, it's it's hard to just encapsulate it in one quick statement because I think, uh, you know, expectations were high. There's no question about it coming off of that great run that they had last year. Uh, and looking at this roster, that the way it was built to begin with this season, I felt like, all right. This has a chance to be special, but I don't think there was ever a time where I thought in my mind, this has a chance to be historically special, right? And that's where we are and where we've been now for months, where we see this team game in and game out, go out with this workmanlike mentality um, combined with a flair and a panache, if you will, <laughs> right? And this this excitement level, and they get us all riled up. And I can't like tell you how much it hurts my neck to crane up and look at the scoreboard to watch them <laughs> do their pregame, you know, dog mentality <laughs> stuff in the back. But I have to watch it. Like, yeah. they, that's become must see. The the games are must see. The accomplishments are historical. I mean, this what we're all watching is something that, and I've tried to say this on the post-game show, and I know you guys have said this too, and I can tell you're enjoying yourselves when you get inside uh, the lounge and, and and you you know get the drinks and, the, and everything every game, and we get into this <laughs> rhythm like it's going to be a win every game. It's yep. just the way they go. <laughs> exactly. And so here we go. we got to prepare ourselves to, to, you know, I have to pre prepare myself to take the same phone calls and, you know, <laughs> let the same kind of people that I usually talk to after games, uh, you know, just heap praise on top of praise, but they've earned it. Yeah. And it's not like manufactured and it's not a super team that was concocted by a overpaid superstar. And, and just, you know, it's, it's just a feel good story led by amazing leadership and a bunch of characters that have all kind of come together at the right time in their career. And so I, I do, we were talking about this off the air. I do believe at some point, maybe there is a movie in the making, not just because of the great things they're doing on the court, but also how they're able to do this with the distractions that are out there mm -hmm. and everything else going on in the world. You know, I'm talking about COVID. I'm talking about investigations. I'm talking about the league around. You look at all these other teams with their superstars going down and nobody is even close to the Phoenix Suns. 
when it comes to the record and when it comes to how they've prepared and accomplished their goals throughout this entire season. It's just, it's mind blowing. Yeah. I read a stat today that the Suns are going to become only the fourth team in NBA history to have 50 wins for 20 days or more before somebody else in the league has it. The last team to do it was the 82, 83, 76ers. There's only been four teams. All four of those teams won the title. So you love that. Yeah. That's my favorite part of that. <laughs> you don't want to become the first to not, but you know, all, all four of them have. So there is definitely something special going on. For you, special year. You got going on the road with this team as the road voice for the Suns. What has it been like to be able to be behind that mic uh, for for Al on the road and get to actually go on the road with the team? Uh, it's been a dream come true, as you know. I don't have to tell you that. You and I have talked about, you know, that dream of mine yeah. for a long time. Uh, and so uh, I do not take it for granted. I still am so grateful for the opportunity. Um, working with all the people I get to work with is one of the best parts. Uh, but getting to call the games um, in person is really what it's all about. And we went through a stretch where we weren't in person. Uh, not just last year with all the games being remotely broadcasted, but this year too, when, uh, I got COVID, my family and I got COVID in, uh, right before Christmas. And then, uh, it kind of went through a lot of us in the team and they shut us down back then. And we went two months, you know, being in a, in a closet, basically calling games. And that's hard to do. I mean, it's hard to do for a number of reasons. It's hard to do execution wise to actually, you know, put out a good product when you're doing it that way. You could talk to the most amazing, accomplished broadcasters on this planet and ask them about how difficult it is to paint a picture uh, in a way that we do broadcasting games for a radio audience. And I'm talking about specifically a radio audience right now. Um, it's, uh, it's nearly impossible. So to do that, we accomplished it. We did it. But it's also hard, selfishly, as I sit here on a podcast <laughs> with two friends, I can tell you, with this team being as damn good as they are, you know, <laughs> to, to not be there yeah. and to not be able to to uh, witness it, you know, and, and appreciate it as much as you do when you're there. Um, and then it, it translates, I think, in the broadcast. I think when you hear a broadcast of somebody remotely, and I'm not just talking about my own broadcast, but if you hear any broadcast, you can tell, you know, if that person's there or not. Mm -hmm. So those are all uh, parts of it. Um I'm, I'm glad we're back on the road. Very glad. That's an understatement. And I hope that it never changes again. I hope that this is permanent, that this is the way it's uh, done. Uh, and I know I share that with a lot of people, both fellow broadcasters and people who are, are appreciative of the craft. I'm going to go off script here a little bit. Uh, did Al give you any advice having called baseball games off of ticker tape mm -hmm. back in the 50s <laughs> i mean talk about a challenge literally getting a brief description on a little piece of paper while the game's going on and making it all up did al give you any advice on how to call a game remote even though you could see right? it right yeah, I mean, he had to way, recreate it. That's the Sound way effects went. and everything. Right, like with the crack of the bat, yeah. a fake that's crack insane. of the bat. Yeah, for me, I've been working on my swish sounds, so tell me how this sounds. Is that close? It's yeah, like I'm right there. It's like Devin Booker just pulled up from 17 feet and made a shot. It's amazing. No, I, I, for oh, me, fantastic. he did give me advice, and I, I do have to thank Al McCoy, the Hall of Famer, for um, not just our conversations, but even just getting a chance to hear his feedback on doing the job this way because he had to get up there and do it when I was sick and fill in for me calling road games. 
Yeah, so I'm a coy filled in for me. How does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, listening to his feedback on that, understanding that, yes, this is very hard. And by the way, I basically got the same experience because we had our feed, our video feed go out last season. So there's a little line of text on the stat sheet, uh, stat monitor. Right. You know, when we're like mm-hmm. watching how many points people get on the bottom, it'll say like 28 foot jump shot by bridges. Right. And it'll say make or miss and then rebound in a parentheses the name of the rebounder. For five minutes of game time, I had to call the game that way, reading Yikes. the line of text because we didn't have any video. It's literally the play-by-play in, in text. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Did you have uh, Did you have Nat sound? No, yes, so, thankfully okay. we, we 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 had sound effects, but we had no. Actually, you know what? I no, we didn't have sound effects either. So all it was was me reading, uh, and I tried to spice it up as much as you know. You know, I mean, I've got some hot air in me. There's no question. Having done all these post-game shows for all these years, I've got some BS up in there. So thankfully had that as a reserve you know my dad used that for much better causes than i do i use it for sports and broadcasting he did it you know to solve labor disputes but regardless i think it is uh something where i'm glad i went through it but i'm also glad it's over and i hope it never comes back absolutely all right bloom let's dive into some specific players i want to get your thoughts on the handful of these uh phoenix suns first and foremost mikhail bridges so we've been having a conversation around mikhail lately defensive player of the year uh, all defensive teams. Where do you stand in this debate on where exactly he should land at the end of the season? He should be the defensive player of the year and he should be on the first team all defense in the NBA. Uh, where do you stand on people calling it depoy? I've just started hearing people referring it to depoy. Is that so, a, a legit thing? It is a thing, but I just feel weird saying it. I do too. I don't mind writing it. Like abbreviations yes. written, but right. saying it just feels weird like to me. It, I don't know. it sounds like I'm ordering something off a Chinese menu. I'll take the depoy, please, uh, with a side of all death uh, as well. You know, <laughs> yes, with some bok choy. Maybe yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I think he should win it. But I'm biased, and I'm going to admit that, that I'm biased. I've watched every single one of his games, so I know what he means every right. single game, even when he doesn't have two blocks and two steals and eight rebounds, right? And that's the thing. A lot of people get caught up in stats. And those who do will not vote for Mikael mm-hmm. Bridges to win Defensive Player of the Year because there are guys with more bodacious defensive statistics. Uh, but that's not what it should be about. That's not what it's always been about. In, in that the was past. my thought. Like, kind of switch up the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just because in at least recent history, tradition has showed, like, this is the type of player that typically gets this award, like, Let's mix it up a little bit. Let's, you know, throw some spice into (laughs) this world of awards and give this award to somebody who maybe is outside of the box of the quote unquote norm, at least for the most recent future. Yeah, I do like my depoy spicy. So spicy (laughs) depoy. It's number two on the menu. Uh, You know what? I think that the other thing about uh, the reason I think he might win is because I think the voters are going to try to give the Suns some love. They deserve They have to give the best team something. I was just saying that. Like, you right? can't just go all season snubbing the Suns, no. the best team in the league. Like, give me a break. Right, so they're not going to give them the MVP. And part of that's because maybe Devin Booker didn't get all the way to 30 points a game if there's some reason, like if it's something ridiculously stupid like that. He should win it because he's the best team on the best, the best player on the best team. But I think the bigger reason why he won't get enough votes is because Chris Paul will still get votes. Right. Okay, and so those who want to reward the Suns are going to split. They're going to split that vote between the young stuff and our guy Book and the Hall of Famer. So I think that happens, and that's why there won't be a Sun winning the MVP. 
I looked at numbers. It's a little frustrating uh, that every time a team has boat raced the rest of the league, their coach hasn't won coach of the year. So my expectation now is that Monty's not going to win either. And that's stupid. Monty should have won last season. Everybody who voted for Tibbs should vote for Monty, but they might not. And we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. We all know Monty's the best. Uh, And then what are the other awards that mean anything? Sixth man of the year. I feel like Cam Johnson had it in his grasp. Like it was right there. Had he kept playing and and then he gets hurt. Now he's missed eight in a row. So I don't think that's possible. Uh, Most improved. You know, Mikel Bridges has a, a claim for that, too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think for those people who are Johnny-come-lately, who haven't been watching him for his first three years, maybe they feel like this is out of nowhere. We know yeah. it's not out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, and Cam Johnson, I think, could have been in the running for that award, too. So it's interesting. All these big awards, the hardware at the end of a season, you would think that the best team in the NBA, and it's not debatable, would get <laughs> some of those At awards. least one. <laughs> so that's why I think Mikel might win Jeez. Defensive Player of the Year. He might have this spicy number two. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I just I don't have faith that the voters are going to reward this team. You're not ready to put your money on the line? Uh, no, I, I should have back. I should have back in September put some money on the line. Those yeah, were spicy. Yeah, those were, I think it was like plus 8,000, something ridiculous. Yeah, I could have been uh, at least excited that I might win some money now. But uh, you bring up Devin Booker. We both sat there through, uh, you know, through that first year. It was lean. We'll say that politely. Uh, we both took those calls on the post game show. We understand that. What what has it been like to watch this evolution of Devin Booker? And are you surprised where we're at? I, I, my guess is no, based on the way we talked as rookie year. But are you surprised at, at where we sit now? I'm not surprised. It's weird. I, I I'm almost proud. Like. That's like if I had to pick like an emotion, that's probably the one that I have. Like, because I think we felt like Book was special from when he first got there. I remember talking to you about it. I was blown away when we did the Suns.com interview, you know, the night of the draft. And I went home and I told my wife, this is the most impressive teenager I've ever met. And uh, and then we saw him play as a rookie and he was impressive. Uh, And you're thinking, all right, I mean, this might even be a foundational piece. Like, this might be a guy you could build a winner around. Yeah. But the losses kept coming, and the change in management and coaching kept coming. And you thought, well, now the overwhelming feeling from the rest of the world is Book's going to try to find his way out of Phoenix. And I never felt that. Like, he never gave us a reason to feel that. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why I'm so proud. It's not just because he's gone out and played like the best shooting guard in the league, which we thought he could grow into. But it is that he has taken ownership of this project and of the reclamation of the Phoenix Suns. Now it's not all him. Obviously you got to give credit to the, to the management and to Monty and his staff and to all these different pieces that have come together. But without Devin Booker, we all know it doesn't even come it close. It started to with Devin. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It started with Devin. I'm sure that's a big reason why Monty wanted to be the coach here. Probably a big reason why James Jones felt like he could build something really important here. Chris Paul straight up told us, he wanted to be here because of Devin. So yeah. it all started with Devin. Without Devin, we're not where we are currently. Exactly. And so then you then you start to think about the Chris Paul thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the rumors started to happen uh, and hearing people say that this could happen. And then, you know, starting to read a little bit more into it and feel like not only did Chris Paul come here because he likes Devin Booker as a player, but there was a relationship that had been developed almost mm-hmm. as if Devin Booker – 
you know, saw this and had a premonition. Like, if I'm going to build a winner, I need to develop a relationship with somebody <laughs> who can really take this to the next level. And he went and knocked it out of the park by picking the best point guard in the league to do that with. Well, I mean, to be fair, look at the list of point guards he played with. He went, <laughs> I need an actual point guard. Let's go get the best guy I can think of on the list. And right? maybe what, <laughs> well, and honestly, we can all tip a cap, which we're not wearing today, but uh, to Ricky Rubio, because yes. I think when Book had the opportunity to play with Ricky. Ricky showed the world what the potential for Devin really was with somebody who could truly set him up well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Ricky, unfortunately, had to be sacrificed for us to be here. But thank you, Ricky. We still appreciate you, Ricky. We love you. to you, Ricky Rubio. <laughs> so much love for Ricky. And we want you to be at the parade. Wherever you are, when the parade Give him a happens. ring, damn it. You <laughs> give him a ring. He deserves it. Also, really kind human being. So child. kind, yeah. Love that guy. All right, let's talk a little bit of DeAndre and Because he's grown a lot this year. He's obviously a very polarizing player uh, for the fan base. We are always going back and forth <laughs> with everybody in the chat, people on social media. He is a max player. He's not a max player. He's an integral part of this team. He's not. What do you think about the growth of DA? And are you team uh, paid DA or no? Well, I mean, I think he's going to continue uh, to work hard to a point where he's going to get paid. I mean, we all know he's getting paid. He's getting paid a lot of money. Is he going to get the max contract? I have no clue. I'm glad I'm not involved in that <laughs> conversation, Lindsay, Same. as you know. And I remember talking to you when DA was a rookie. And we were kind of wondering, you know, what what is he going to become? Because right now he's got that goofy side, which we mm -hmm. loved, but he's also got this side of he's the number one overall pick. And when you're the number one overall pick, you come in feeling a certain kind of way. Like you feel like you should be treated a certain right. way. Totally. You feel like you should. And that got kicked to the curb pretty quick. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that he made those steps mentally more than I am with what's happened to him physically with this game, if that makes sense. And then it's taken even another step now that he's daddy. Now that he, and, we, and you know, we know as when you have that kid, you have to mature. You've got no choice I but to mature. Yet, yeah, in some ways, only in some ways. If you ask the wife, I haven't in those ways either. You can only ask so much of people, right? <laughs> well, it depends on what your baseline is, and you were already so mature. Oh, that's what it is, yeah. No, I think, you know, for DA, it definitely made a difference. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that, but so, I've, yeah. I've seen that. Um, and then it's having somebody that you respect – that is in your ear, on your back, kicking your back, doing whatever they need to do. Mm -hmm. He's got a couple of those. Yeah. Right? I mean, how lucky are we that DA has that guidance of not just Chris Paul, but I'm going to start with Book. Yeah. His book has been the guy closest to him that's been the one as the motivator before CP3 got there and said, this is how you win. This yeah. is how you do it. This is what it's going to take for us to really get it done. And by the way, if we win or when we win – you're going to get your bag. Mm -hmm. And he had to hear that. He had to hear that from somebody other than us, other than coaches, GMs, agents. He had to hear it from guys who did it. And so that's huge, I think, for DA. I think my favorite thing about DeAndre and just like his, pro like his whole career to this point is, you're right, he came in number one pick a lot of times throughout not just basketball, but any professional sports league, right? Number one picks come in with, or they can come in with a certain attitude, a certain uppityness, if you will, because of what they've been able to accomplish, becoming the number one pick. And while there was maybe just like, a, like you said, a month, a 
maybe two of that kind of like small vibes of that from DA, it was gone pretty quickly. And he was like, no, I need to make sure that I'm still doing all of the things that are within this path of me to become great. And even now, he didn't get paid last offseason. And he's still putting his head down. He's going to work. He's not making it about himself. He's not like, I'm the number one pick in the NBA. I need to be the number one person on this team. I need to be the star, yada, yada, yada. He's like, whatever it takes for us to collectively win together, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's massive from a guy that could easily want to be the focal point. Yeah. You know, but I think one thing that happened, Lizzie, is when he got here and he he went through those couple months of being pampered a little bit and maybe expecting that treatment, he looked around and he said, well, wait, this isn't my team. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm the number one pick, this is Devin Booker's team. Right. I mean, this is the guy that this team is built around. And then once he got close with Book, you know, and then they went through the whole video gaming stage and and they got to (laughs) compete with each other. And against each other, mm-hmm. you know, which I think was important because mm-hmm. they both do have that competitive spirit. Totally. They wouldn't have made it all the way to the finals of the 2K <laughs> tournament if they did it. And I called it on some of those games on radio. I still can't believe we actually called two guys playing 2K for radio audience. I don't understand how that e- – and if you listened, God bless you, but why? Anyway. There was uh, nothing else, John. <laughs> we needed one. our fix, damn it. Uh, no, you know, look, and, and the other thing that DA does – with his kind of mindset, I think it lightens the mood sometimes. If you had everybody who was just stone cold killers in the room, it would be too stressful, right? You need to have a few goofballs. And thankfully the Suns have a handful of them. And I absolutely adore watching them do their warmups. And and I hope they continue to enjoy the the, the whole process. That's that's part of why they're so good, right? They've they've embraced all of it, all that that goes into it. Yeah, last one uh, for me. John, uh, you look at this year, right? And we've heard about, you know, the Isaiah Thomas uh, disease of more, like that, the, like the secret is loving this and that the disease of more can kind of derail a team. Is this the, the perfect season? And a lot uh, with, with these teams, when they're trying to strive for a championship, it seems like a lot of times there's that one year where it all clicks, where everything comes together, where the chemistry, the the play on the court, uh, the uh, the money worries, all that, just it, it all kind of just works in harmony. Is this this year? Should we be enjoying this ride uh, because it's extra special? It feels like it. I mean, it feels like it's that year. Um but I think what's exciting for Suns fans is that even though it might be that one special year that everything is magical and falls into place and they win their first title and we have that parade and we get to do everything we've all dreamed of for so, so long, right? Many of us for our entire lives. Yeah. I think the exciting thing is they're not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at the guys we just talked about. DA's 23, Book's 25, Bridges 25. They're not going anywhere. We didn't even talk about Cam Johnson. He's part of that core. I mean, yeah, they're going to have to manipulate some checkbooks to make it all work and keep everybody for the long term. Let's not worry about that. Don't get caught up in that, Suns fans. (laughs) Seriously, don't let your brain go, oh, how are we going to afford it? That's not your money anyway, so don't worry about it. (laughs) Let's just enjoy it is what you said at the end. Should we enjoy it? Yes, 100%. Enjoy every bit of it. Every little bit, even if you didn't enjoy my appearance on this phenomenal PHNX (laughs) podcast, uh, enjoy all of the stretches because we don't know that they'll do this again. 
It does seem like they're built to last, but we don't know that we'll ever have a season like this again. And it is extremely special to watch what we're watching. You know, when a team can lose guys to injury before the game starts, guys to injury during a game, three guys to a foul outs and still win a game in overtime Damn with a bunch rats. of dudes that weren't even on the team before the season. <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's. I'm watching these other teams, and you see the frustration. And we've been on that side yes. so much. Oh, yes. So we feel it. Like, we know what they're going through. I'm not mad I'm not on their side right now. I'm no. thrilled that we're getting to experience it. But I'm also enjoying the hell out of it, and I'm going to continue to do that. And I hope everybody else does. And at some point in June, I go, well, I don't care how hot it is out there. I hope we all get to celebrate together in person. <laughs> I want to high-five every single one of you people. And, uh, you know, whatever it is uh, – and, and and like I said, let's hope just that, you know, the trends continue of us being out in public, of us traveling with the team yep. and fans packing that gym like you guys have been doing. And that's something I don't take for granted either. When I get to go to work and I get to hear the energy of that crowd, I mean, even if you're having a rough day, that quickly fades, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, there were years where we didn't ever hear it. I mean, there were years when we heard it for the opposition, Lindsay. Yes. We didn't hear it for the Suns. And then we'd just grab our and take it out. But it, uh, you know, this is a whole different deal. It totally is. It's completely different. And I think because we went through all of that for so long, that's why this feels a little extra special, like last year and this year. And even if it does continue, even if they can uh, sustain this kind of type of play, it's still not going to be the same as this year, right? Because yeah. this year just feels different. Like mm -hmm. last year was the year that kind of tipped it off. This year is the year that we're all just like soaking it in. And it, yeah. last year we were on the edge of our seats like, what is this? Yeah. What's happening? Is it real? I don't know exactly. how to feel right now. <laughs> this is the year where we all kind of lean into it. And then the next couple years, if they continue to have even a portion of the success that they've had this year, it's just going to be like, okay, this is the new normal. Yes. So this is kind of that year that was like the big one. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. So. We're, we'll never forget it. That's for sure. Absolutely. Bloomer, thank you so much for joining us. It's thank always you. fun having you here and getting to chat some Suns basketball with you. If you haven't already, be sure to follow John Bloom on Twitter at John Bloom. So <laughs> shout out to John Bloom for coming on and joining us here on the program. It's always so much fun to talk with him. About literally anything. John is just one of those guys you could literally sit there and talk with for hours. John is the only reason I made it through the five years at the Suns with how bad the team was. I knew every night I was going to get to sit down at that little card table and do the post-game show, and he would have such energy. He was like a life coach. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. So Because you guys weren't around to, to be co-hosts at that yeah. time. <laughs> it's better now is what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, John, I'm kidding, all right? Uh, John, those were the best years of my life. Please come save me. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> yeah, Bloom's a great guy. I, he's always just so positive and energetic. Like, every time I go in, we'll talk about, like, a show like Ozark or Winning Time or whatever. He's just a pleasant dude to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. He requested you not be here, so that's fair. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, Daryl, hate to be the, the bear of bad news here, but... All right, we got to give... Some flowers out on this show to Jamal Crawford, who officially, I think, hung up the hat today. He sent out a tweet basically thanking basketball for everything. And I think it's safe to say that that was a retirement tweet. Yeah. Yes, I would. I would imagine so. I mean, uh, I, I got to say this. Mm. Uh, 
Jamal, I apologize to you once I tweeted that I never need to see another Jamal Crawford minute in a son's uniform. Uh, it wasn't because I disliked you. It was because I wanted to see young guys play, and I realize now how misguided that was. So uh, congratulations on a great career and uh, dropping 50 in a son's uniform. It was uh, something impressive. So Yeah, that's something no other son's player can say to this point, so that's pretty cool. Um, he was just... Like, I, I know that he came to the team during a tough time and, and people had their thoughts about how many minutes he was playing or whatever, but he was always so gracious with us and, and generous with his time, with his thoughts, whenever we got to talk to him. So I was appreciative of that because, you know, in this industry, there are a lot of guys that will shut you down or treat you like dirt based on just even one word in a poorly phrased question. So he was always very thoughtful with us and I, you know, he was a pro's pro on and off the court. So, how, how do you know? You've never asked a poorly worded question. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I he have, unfortunately. But <laughs> witnessed, yes. He's like, I watched her do it. <laughs> uh, no, you guys know how much I love Jamal Crawford. I took a lot of heat during one of our drafts for yes. taking Jamal Crawford so high um, when we were drafting some of our favorite Suns players. But honestly, like, Jamal is top tier mm-hmm. human being. So, uh, shout out to you for such a legendary career, and uh, we hope this next chapter of your life is is just as amazing and just as rewarding. So, <laughs> there's our flowers to Jamal Crawford. Love that retirement bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> it's time now for some fun. Yes. I feel like we're gonna get real spicy with this one because we are. It's already begun. Uh, we are doing another bracket. Well, actually, first bracket first of this bracket. show. Mm-hmm. Yes. First bracket of this show in honor of March Madness. And today we are going to be talking about cereal. It's on. <laughs> this and, this, this uh, could end uh, end relationships. I'm so could, concerned about what I'm going to learn. This could be the downfall of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. Shane, can you put the... Graphic up on the screen. Let's, um, let's let's look at the first region. Sweet. We'll go to the sweet region. We've broken this into regions. Okay, oh, we have regions. Oh, yeah. okay. so fancy. Region. Oh, man. We've got... This is what we're working yes. with. Okay, so for those who are listening, we've got Lucky Charms number one versus Reese's Puffs number four. And then we've got Frosted Flakes number two against Frosted Mini Wheats number three. I am pitted because the two teams that I want to advance are playing each other in the first round right now. <laughs> and I'm upset. <laughs> All right, so this is how this one works. Since there are three of us, mm-hmm. basically, majority rules. No tiebreakers. on, no yeah. tiebreakers. Yeah. Right. So, Lucky Charms, Reese's Puffs. Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Oh, you guys are killing me. I Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs is literally my favorite cereal, and it's out in the well, first round. I'm so Gerald, distraught. If, if this makes you feel any better, I think this is this is Reese, some guy named Reese, and his Puffs, because it's spelled wrong. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's, it's somebody it else's Puffs. Wrong. Oh, right. so this isn't the this real is, Reese. No, this, no, this is this Reese. Is <laughs> a son, Super Suns fan, Rhett Reese, who wrote... Uh, Deadpool. This is his puff. <laughs> Shout out, Red I Reese. believe I spelled it that way. Looking forward to Deadpool 3. Very upset about my cereal being knocked out in the first round. All right. Sorry, Gerald. We just had uh, to... It was like ripping the Band-Aid off for you. You know, we just had to make it real fast, real so quick. So mad. Uh, next up, Frosted Flakes or Frosted Mini Wheats. Gerald, since you got knocked out, you go first on this one. Flakes, but I, I would have had either Lucky Charms or Reese's Puffs over either of these two. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Frosted Flakes, it definitely. Agree, Frosted yeah, Flakes. Flakes I'm moving sweet. on. So Didn't you put Mini Wheats in the bracket? I do like Mini Wheats, yeah. but if we're talking about Frosted Flakes or Frosted Mini Wheats, I'm probably going to do Flakes more often. Okay. Duh. All right, so now it's Lucky Charms or Frosted Flakes. Oh, man. Oh, well, that's just not cool. Are they magically delicious or are they great? I'm going Frosted Flakes <laughs> because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a marshmallow guy, right? Okay. And I can't stand the fact Mm. That they they claim that Lucky Charms has marshmallows in it. It does not have actual marshmallows in it. It's got some crusty, hard to chew, weird no, color. Hard thing. To chew. Don't they're be not so marshmallows. Dramatic. They're I, not I, marshmallows. I think Lindsay's on the fence, so Lucky I'm gonna Charms. make it. Oh, you did go Lucky Charms. Okay, okay I'm going Lucky Charms as well. Yes. Good job. Jared. Screw you guys. Good job, Jared. <laughs> I, I have. I've lost faith in you guys. I let. Chain. Lucky Charms, the reason why Lucky Charms are so good is because you can eat them normal with mm -hmm, milk mm -hmm. or you can just eat them straight out of the box yes. and they're both equally delicious. They're both trash. The appeal is also that your parents never wanted you to get Lucky Charms because yeah. they were sugary as shit. The so. irony is that's the cereal we buy my daughter too. Yeah. Probably because they know I won't eat them. So yeah. they're in there. Uh, Shane, you can pick the next region we go to. You, you, All right, so Lucky Charms choice. is in our final four already. Lucky Whoa, Charms. Chris in the chat saying, suck it, Aspo. <laughs> wow. Toshi's with you. She says Lucky Charms are great. Thank you, Toshi. Oh, that's right. why you're one of my favorite commenters. <laughs> What's next, Shane? Uh, since... The only person that acts like an adult here is Gerald. We'll go to the adult region. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lindsay's offended These now. <laughs> These are dangerous cereals. Uh, oh, the man. The adult region. Okay. Raisin Brand versus Wheaties. No. And then we have Rice Krispies versus Special K. The cereal people. All right. Okay. Just so you remember. All right. <laughs> what are you guys thinking about Raisin Brands and Wheaties? I'm going Raisin Bran, honestly. Yeah. Same. Raisin Bran low-key goes hard. Yeah. I used to make fun of old people for eating it, but it's pretty good. It it's, is. It's, it's surprisingly sugary, it's honestly. It's all sugar. <laughs> it's, it's two scoops of deliciousness, all right? <laughs> all right, Raisin's brand, Raisin Brand moves forward. Next up, Rice Krispies or Special K? I don't know that I've honestly ever had Special K. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rice Krispies and you and I were going to fight. I think I'm going to just because I, <laughs> I think I'm going to say Rice Krispies. You're going to go Special K having never taken? No, no, no. Yet? I'm going to go oh, okay. Rice Krispies moves oh, okay. on. No, no. Uh, I'm going to go. Actually, you go first. Snap, no, crackle, go. pop. Fine. I'm going to go. I'm going to agree. It's Snap, crackle, okay, pop. Okay, good. It's, I would have said It's Rice Krispies. Yeah. It's also way better because you can make Rice Krispie treats out of it. And Rice Krispie treats are a very underrated, in my opinion, dessert. Rice Krispie oh, yeah. treats are so good. They're great. I feel like Rice Krispies is another cereal that you can eat without the milk. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can go in there and, and, and enjoy a little bit of it. I'd yeah. agree with that. Lindsay doesn't agree. So, okay. all right then. All right. Okay. Next up, we're going to tie break or go to between these two so we have mm -hmm. raisin bran or rice krispie treats okay or not just treats rice just rice krispies yeah, i was gonna say that's unfair <laughs> you can't it's add the marshmallows the just rice krispies sorry um i'm gonna go raisin bran on this one i'm gonna go upside i'm gonna go rice krispies okay <laughs> it's all coming down to you Linz. <laughs> the stress um god this one's hard it is a tough one because I do love Raisin Bran every once in a while. I literally went to the store and bought some like a week ago because I was just craving it out of nowhere. The way the milk hits, it like makes a difference. It's so good. It's <laughs> but Rice Krispies being able to make Rice Krispie treats. 
But if we're just talking but, cereal, if we're just talking the cereal, Raisin yeah. Bran. So I'm going to go Raisin Bran. All right. We're going Raisin Bran. Yeah. Sorry. The goon in the chat says, Krispies are for losers. <laughs> Consider me a loser then. Thank you. That's oh, for losers. So. For, loser. <laughs> for losers. Yes. That is misspelled on that's, there. That's Thank the you. Ace Ventura losers. <laughs> All right, Shane. What, what else do we have? What's up next? Hmm. Um, so we have Raisin Bran and Lucky Charms in the final four yes, so far. Yes. I didn't okay. think Raisin Bran would make it into the final I, four, to be honest. I did not I did not predict Lucky Charms and Raisin Bran <laughs> as two of the best cereals. I'm still upset we'll be my cereal went home in the first round. This is like <laughs> when New Mexico was a three seed and lost to fucking Harvard or something. <laughs> we'll get fruity. So mad. The, the Harvard Ooh, of New Mexico. The oh, the Shane fruit said we're region. getting fruity, you guys. All right. Okay, so we've got Fruit Loops number one and Pops number four, and then we've got Kicks number two, and I can't see number three. Uh, it's Apple Jacks. It's Apple Jacks. Okay, I'm advocating hard for Pops over Fruit Loops right now mm. because Pops is the quintessential cereal that you can eat with milk or without milk. Got to have my Pops. <sighs> when is the last time you honestly had Fruit Loops? They can't even spell it right. They spelled it wrong. <laughs> Hey, I was rushing to get all this done in a 20-minute period, all right? I wasn't saying you specifically. I did. I, I just mean the brand of cereal because I'm pretty sure they spell it F-R-O-O-T Fruit Loops. Uh, well, yeah. Well, That's just marketing. It's cereal, cereal for illiterates, all right? God, <laughs> Go with Pops. Of course the writer would be in cereal for illiterates. Look, my problem with Pops is... It's got a frog on the box, like doesn't Does it? it? Yeah, isn't Pops I thought that the was frog? Apple Jacks or no? Isn't the Pops the isn't that Kellogg's rice or something? No, I thought Pops. I'm looking this up now. You got me questioning Fruit Loops as a one seed here. Now, now I'm wondering the one with the frog is Honey Smacks. Honey Smacks, that's right. Honey Smacks, which is a hell of a name for a children's cereal. I don't want to be the tiebreaker, so I'm going to say Fruit Loops so that puts the pressure on you, so that I I don't have to be at that. Oh, man. I'm going with Gerald. Yes. Pops is going to move <laughs> okay. on. Convinced the big yeah. one four upset. Let's go, Pops. All, all right. right. Next, we've got Kicks and Apple Jacks. It, it's Kicks all the way for me. I agree. Yeah, Apple Jacks yeah, I'll, can I'll, take I'll, a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> <laughs> Apple Jacks can drown. Yeah. Go, not was, in milk. I was going to go Kicks anyway, just because you did me the favor with Pops. But. Okay. So now we got Pops. <laughs> Versus kicks. kicks. So let's go back to our previous argument about how bomb pops. Are hey, I feel like kicks, kicks is in the same category. No. This though. is kicks. 100%. Oh no! I feel it. They're very much similar to me in the way that I feel like me, you can enjoy them. I, I'm. It's kicks for me. Kicks oh, is moving in the fun. I'm upset. Of course. It, I love that. I'm, I'm upset. upset. That's like the most. That's the most emotion you're getting. In the words out of, of Drake, this. I'm upset. I feel like kicks don't have flavor though. I feel like pops no, are more totally sugary. Oh, they're kicks super sweet. Good. It's super, well, not super sweet, but they're pretty sweet. Uh, they're sweet. I don't know. I kind of like the glaze surface of pops better than kicks. You know how I they will like glaze the, some like, kicks for you. How about it's that? like little like they're kind of like popcorny. I don't know. They're I good. like that. Oh, you, you know. <laughs> Making hybrids of some of these cereals, like <laughs> a Kicks with the Pops glaze, Ooh. that could be elite. Okay, so, now we're talking. <laughs> we're making. Oh, okay. I think you advanced the. All right, guys. So I now think we Kicks are, advanced, uh, right? Yes. Yeah. Kicks, on to our Kicks final... moves into the final four. It's a nomad in the chat goes. WTF is Kicks, <laughs> <laughs> man. It's really good. You should try it. 
All right, Shane, what do, what do we have up next? What's our last one? Ramon in the so, chat, chat from our rising show says, kicks because of Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> I don't get the reference. Is Clifford on the box of kicks now? Am I, I'm out of the loop. All right. I don't know. To be honest, the final you. region. I'm assuming there was probably a prom promotional thing with uh, Clifford maybe. on the box. Maybe toys in the box because they used to do that. Does Clifford eat the cereal on the show? I haven't watched Maybe. Clifford the Big Red Dog. So. The final region is the spice region. Yeah. Spice spicy. region. What spicy cereals do we have? Okay, here we. Oh, come on! <laughs> Damn it! Who <laughs> seeded these things? Really oh God! I seeded right. this crap All and right. nobody so was helping. The reason I'm upset for everyone listening is that the number one seed, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, is up against. Captain Crunch, number four, and I love both of these cereals. You they can't have really two crunches advanced. Both of these cereals. It's a crunch They off. deserve to be in the final. Uh, and then we've got Cinnamon Life, number two, versus Honey Nut Cheerios, number three. And we had a debate before the show about uh, <laughs> the, the, the target crowd for Cinnamon Life, because I've never heard anyone my age eat Life cereal. What? Never. What? Our producer Emma will back me up on this. She Emma's said Emma's like ten years younger she than said you. It's for olds. <laughs> she said it's for olds. I asked my Twitter about this because we were we were about to like You were about to go to blows. We were other. fine. Um I asked my Twitter if they like Cinnamon Life and if they do, how old are they? And I won't lie. Majority of the people who did respond were older, but that could just be the demographic <laughs> of my Twitter. Maybe I haven't tapped into the youths. I'm sure there Twitter. would have been more people that agreed with you if they knew how to use Twitter. Quite a few people who are <laughs> under the age of 25 who are also in my mentions right now saying that they like Cinnamon Life. Oh, Let, let's just do that part of the bracket. Okay. It's Cinnamon Life. I, I, was, two cinnamon on this I was gonna vote Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, of course you were. That's Honey another Nut old cereal. <laughs> To hell with Honey Nut it's, Cheerios and that B. Their little, their literal commercials are like, it'll help your heart rate. <laughs> like these are both old cereals. Cinnamon Life is bomb. You just have to eat it fast before it gets soggy. With I don't like you people. All right, Cinnamon Toast Crunch <laughs> or Captain Crunch. I'm already upset because it's not going to matter because I know you guys are both going to vote for Cinnamon Life and I'm going to be outruled. So I'm going to go with Captain Crunch. I'm going to go Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Ooh, can't, I get to be the tiebreaker. Can't go wrong either way. I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I like cinnamon, clearly. It's uh, bomb. <laughs> but because Cinnamon Life is moving forward, oh, I'm go No, don't do oh, that. Snap. No, we got an upset. Crunch is good. No, because I was going to say. Captain Crunch is good. It's not Captain, it's Cap'n. Captain Whatever. Crunch. Cap'n. Whatever. Crunchitize me, Captain. <sighs> and the berries? The berries are really good, too. Why do God. all these cereals God. have logos that are so persistent in the back of my mind? <laughs> they do a great job with their marketing. It's because they hook us when we're young. They draw <laughs> cartoons on the freaking box. Yeah, retroactively upset that, like, Cookie Crisp and Count Chocula didn't make it. We needed an unhealthy region. Count Chocula, all I, I see... cereal in general is unhealthy. <laughs> That's very true. Let's be honest. It's Look, just sugar. All I see when I see the Count Chocula... Is Adam Sandler. <laughs> That's all I ever see. Because well, of the movie Hotel Transylvania? Just because he, I, for, no, even before that, oh. he he looks like Adam before Sandler. Before he played an actual vampire yes, in an animated movie, yes. he still looked like yes, he Count did. Chocula. Um, oh. Okay, so we have Cinnamon Life and Captain Crunch to go to the final four. I'm going, I'm I'm going, going Cinnamon Life. I can't. 
I can't vouch <sighs> for this cap and crunch nonsense going, that I'm, just happened. I'm going cap and crunch. It's a timeless classic. I'm just saying they're both really, and really great cereal. You can eat cap and crunch with or without milk and you it's still bomb. You can do the same thing with cinnamon life. Can you? Yes. I've done that many a time. I wouldn't know. I haven't hit my 60s yet, so I haven't tried it. Gerald, I'm an old soul, okay? We have already decided that I'm 60 on the inside. I'm just letting you know it's better on this side of things, I'm okay? flabbergasted I vouch that. for you. I, I call you the best son beat writer down and, and you, still lost. And you said somehow I'm in my 60s. He called you old. He called you old, too. Let's make that clear. So where are we going, Lindsay? What, um, what I'm going cinnamon light. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Cinnamon I don't like it. Four I'm upset final with, is very. I'm upset very with whack. all of these. Let's just this, say with this final four. This, this final. This this final four is very it, weird. It's, We're I mean, losing the fact that like listen, Lucky Charms and Cinnamon Life in the finals. I'm cool with. No, no shade, but Raisin Bran two... and Kicks like that doesn't make sense to me. Well. Yeah. A raisin brand and kicks in the uh, in the final four. This is a very weird bracket. I did I did not expect any of this to play out the way it did. We're, we're gonna have to plan out our seating a little bit differently. <laughs> you mean we should do this more than thirty minutes before yes. the show? That's yeah, what I'm and saying. And don't let me do the seating when I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. No. Sure. Chris in the chat said, this is awful. Shin said, worst final four I've ever Thank seen. Thank you. I'm so mad. Pops didn't make it. Captain Crunch didn't make it, which is a timeless oh classic. Well, guess what? We'll let you so guys sad. vote on the bracket on Twitter Yes. Uh, after I clean up the spelling. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you guys tell us what you think. And we'll just move it on with your votes, and we can laugh at your final four. How about that? Oh, right, my well, God. Here's the final four as it is. Uh, let me make sure that's that's what we have, right? All right. Yep. Yes. Kicks, Cinnamon Life, Raisin Bran, and Lucky Charms. Yep, that's right. All right, so Kicks <laughs> and Cinnamon Life. I'm voting Kicks because of I'm course you are. retroactively pissed about Cinnamon Life making it this far. It's only because you haven't had it. I promise if you try oh. it, you'll be like, oh, I get this. I mean, maybe, but like, I'd rather have Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm torn here. Because these are two Ooh. of my favorites from Yeah, Calvary. these were your two picks, right? Yes, these were two of my picks. I mean, kicks are good. <sighs> I'm going kicks. Oh, oh no kicks. wow. So so this We got rude. the upset. Yeah. All right. Kicks uh, moves forward. Raisin brand Lucky Charms. I feel like this is pretty straightforward. I'm gonna go Lucky Charms. It's lucky Charms. <sighs> you guys suck. Those marshmallows <laughs> just awful. <laughs> If There's Lucky Charms wins our bracket, I'm flipping the table. I'm so excited I'm, for I'm, when that happens. Oh my gosh. Five seconds from now, I'm going Lucky Charms. Oh no. Uh, no. Kicks. Lindsay. Lindsay, you're the deciding vote for this entire what bracket. Did you, did you pick Lucky I Charms? I picked Lucky Charms. And you have kicks? Yeah. This is to determine whether this was a failure or not. Um. I mean, it was a failure. <laughs> Let's the, just be honest. The premise is great. The results. <laughs> but I'm definitely going Lucky Charms. Like, if you put both of those boxes yes. in front of me right now, I would I would. We go have a walkout and a table flip. Espo's flipping the table. You can't see it, but Espo's flipping the table right now. Oh, I did. Oh. The camera missed it, though. That's your fault. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Lucky Charms are good, so... Freaking lucky charms. It's we didn't good. even have cocoa puffs in this bracket or tricks. I feel like everyone is really mad at us in the chat right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
Captain Crunch deserved better. R.I.P. Listen, Captain Crunch is good, <laughs> but one one downfall of Captain Crunch is what? that if you eat too much of it, it literally cuts the roof of your mouth, and you can't tell me it doesn't. I don't. I don't think I've ever eaten that much cereal okay. before to <laughs> cut the roof of my mouth. Yeah, like the. Did you eat a it's, whole box. It's, no, but I mean, if you ate two or three bowls in like a three day period, you'll eventually get like little cuts at the top of your mouth. I'm pretty sure if you ate I've anything consistently that. over a two or three day <laughs> no. period, your mouth's gonna dislike. Good it. question, Nomad. Where was Honey Bunches of Oats? Talk I about an old per- Talk about an old Honey so Bunches of Oats is delicious. Honey Bunches of Oats oh, is goaded. Oh, it it's, it's fantastic. By, by the way, Brendan Clean <laughs> uh, in the chat just said kicks his. Disgusting baby food, I believe, is what I what is, awful <laughs> baby food. Real. Please get real. <laughs> this is somebody who heard me say that Gerald was the best beat writer in, in the uh, oh. son's beat writer and, and felt a certain way about it. Or maybe he's just now a very just smart human being. Me. Maybe he's Am just I a smart serious? guy. Oh, that is true. Maybe he, he has... is a very smart man. I'm not denying that. <laughs> I'm just saying he's coming at me now, and I'm not okay with that. I think he has I mean, interesting I thoughts. him. <laughs> I support him. That's why I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll make sure we plan out the seating tomorrow. <laughs> Fabio said milk before cereal or cereal before milk. Okay, I feel like only cereal killers do milk and then pour the cereal 100% into it. Hundred percent agreed. You are a, like a crazy <laughs> human being. How does that even? How does it even make that's, sense? That's soup. That's not cereal. <laughs> that's milk soup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, why would I start with a bowl of milk without the cereal? <laughs> because the I, ratio, like, you have to know how much cereal you yeah. want, and then you need the milk to match the amount of cereal you want. Mm-hmm. So if you put all the milk in there first, then you might be having to add more cereal than what you actually want to eat. Yeah. It just, it, it just it, makes zero cereal sense. Is, I feel like... Cereal's already soup, Gerald. I, is, well, that's, is no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that here. Yes, <laughs> it is, I guess it would be more of a gazpacho because it's served cold, right? So <laughs> cereal is a gazpacho. Also, can I just say God bless Lee Yu Chang in the chat. We're talking about cereal and they're like, any update on Cam Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's off somewhere <laughs> eating cereal. He prefers kicks. We haven't had an update on Cam because uh, I, I think he's back and like getting shots up now and he's walking around without the limp, but it's one of those things where until the blood and the contusion clears up in his leg, he's not able to return to practice. So hopefully we'll have yeah. more tomorrow with the plethora of uh, injury updates. So that was just a quick son's tidbit in our cereal podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> Goon says, I eat cereal first, then pour the milk on my chest. Okay, well, that's that's how you, that was a lot more information than we needed, but thank you. That's not how you eat like cereal. when we do a cereal bracket this is exactly how i expect everything off the rails i don't <laughs> i'm just really mad that gerald has never had cinnamon life and i feel like we need to oh we're rectifying that. That. i'm mad that the best cereal reese's puffs went home in the first round it's that's what definitely i'm mad not about the best cereal, it is the gerald. best cereal it's delicious are you here wednesday uh i don't know i might be flying to denver i might not be we're, we're still figuring out transportation <laughs> well, if, the next time you're in this studio there will be a box of cinnamon life okay. you are eating cinnamon life on this show okay i'll eat and cinnamon life we'll make you a convert do it does it come with an aarp card or do i have to file uh, we'll that separately? serve it to you on on a walker you ass all right you can you, with the little tennis motorized balls scooter. on the end all right <laughs> to the office that day you're such a brat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the meanest thing that Lindsay has ever said to me. 
so you know she rides hard for cinnamon life i do i do all right gentlemen any final thoughts uh sons related or cereal related before we say goodbye don't pour milk Ger- on your chest <laughs> gerald moved down on my son's a beat writer ranking based oh, on these guys. cereal bags oh, congrats Congratulations, Kellen and Dwayne. You're now in my great, in my good graces. I got teamed up on in this show. Oh my god! <laughs> Stephen A. Smith agrees. Cinnamon Life is the CP3 <laughs> of cereals. So there you Quite go. Quite frankly, I love me some Cinnamon Life. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith in our chat said, "So you know, it's facts. You can't argue it." Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, joining us here on YouTube. If you are listening to this wherever you listen to your podcast, we appreciate you tapping in there as well. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review because it helps us out a lot and we really appreciate your support. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. right here, same time on YouTube for another live show. Hopefully we will have more updates for you then as far as the injury report goes. For everyone on this Phoenix Suns yeah. team. Um, and until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Wait, hold, please. Hmm. I didn't read a single ad in this show. Well, you better start reading then, Lindsay. <laughs> Dude, I feel miserably wow. on this one. I do. Mm. We let her drive, and she drives us right I off did. the cliff. I did. I drove you guys right off the cliff. Let me just see what happens when you eat cereal life. <laughs> let me tell you about some really cool things right now. Okay, first, foremost, children five and older are eligible for a COVID nineteen vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID nineteen. The COVID nineteen vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. Safe, free, and highly effective COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Make <laughs> Quick, sure. Next, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if you are a college basketball fan, DraftKings Sportsbook app has a deal just for you. So join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Wow, $200. That what? That easy? If they win, you win. <laughs> just like a lucky just, charm. Think of how much Cinnamon Life you could buy with $200. <laughs> so much Cinnamon Life with $200. All thanks to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Those, All you have those to do. great people at DraftKings. <laughs> What do we have to do, Lindsay? All you have to do is download the app and use the code PHNX when you sign up. And then... Well, then what, Lindsay? Just a $5 bet Five dollars. college hoops team to win their game. And if they do, that $200 in free bets is all yours, buddy. Oh, mine! All yours. <laughs> what? Again, that's PHNX. Let's turn it into Cookie Monster mixed with Little John. I'm dying over here. Anyway. Me like cookie. <laughs> yeah. Just a reminder that is 21 and older only. Arizona only. Gambling problem called 1 800 next step. New customers only. Minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. <laughs> That's it. No, we have another. Can we do it tomorrow? Can we do it? Okay. Sure. (laughs) We need to do the ads like this every time. (laughs) 
I actually do a really good cookie monster impersonation. I'm pissed. I failed at my one shot. I'm really disappointed in myself for completely forgetting my job here. But um, me like cookie. Me do not like Lindsay for getting ads. Do you want me to do? I'm going to mute your mic. We do it tomorrow. Tomorrow. So yeah, thanks everyone for uh, sticking around for that. It means a lot to us. We love our supporters, both you and all of the, the sponsors. The paid ones we love a lot. We, we love you so much. We forget you till the end. It was one time. <laughs> we swear time. this never happens to us. It was just this one time. It was just this one time. Ahoy, ahoy.